Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you guys for coming back and joining us again. Once again, a little bit of quick maintenance. If you're looking for a place to listen to us, maybe you're trying to spread the word, which we would definitely appreciate, all you need to go is to facebook.com slash fuelyourfandom. We have a list of all of the different venues and, and, and ways that we're distributed on there. Um, we also have our anchor.fm page. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm and search Fuel Your Fandom, you'll find our homepage there as well. Uh, if you want to leave a message or uh, voicemail for the show, you can leave it there. If you want to donate to the show, uh, there's an option to do that there, which we, of course, appreciate as well. Uh, today, uh, I'm joined with uh, a few of my friends here, and we're going to talk about uh, representation in, in comics and movies and, and, and pop culture in general, and how it's changing and evolving, and maybe what they're doing right, maybe what they're doing wrong, things they can improve on. But uh, So today, we're joined uh, once again by uh, my friend Thomas. Hello. Uh, we're also joined by my friend Amanda. Hi. And my friend Rachel. Hi there. So what I like to do with uh, all of my guests is kind of kick it to each of you before we get started and just kind of talk a little bit about what you're nerdy about, what you're passionate about. Um, Thomas, we're going to go with you last. We've talked to you about a million times already now. So uh, why don't we start with you, Amanda? Tell me a little bit about what you're nerdy about. Well, um, my passions are the stage. I'm an actress. Um... In the daytime, I am also a chef. Um, I do personal chefing, anything related to food. That's my passion. And that's how we actually met. We, we started talking about food and we just kind of yes, nerd bonded over that's food. That's right. We just great. like had like a, a food relationship that was like <laughs> epic for like a moment. It was great. Absolutely. And that's what I love about us. Um, I was raised in Europe, um, Germany specifically, and... Um, that's also very important to me because the traditions and the values and everything are so different over there that when I came here, I just couldn't believe what was happening here. It just didn't make sense to me. It legit didn't make sense to me how um, some things just were here that I'd never experienced before in my life. How old were you when you came? Um, I was an adult. I was in my 20s. Mm, okay. Yeah. Big difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about you, Rachel? What are you nerdy about? Uh, literally everything. Um, <laughs> I love that answer. I've my my first nerd experience was watching Star Wars in the theaters when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just really never stopped. Uh, nerdy stuff that I do. The nerdiest thing I do actually grew is I was a member of the Society for Creative Anachronism. As was I. That's how we met. Medieval history group. Oh. And that is actually what led to my choice of career. Uh, because I joined when I first joined, I joined a brewers guild, mm-hmm. and now I've been I'm a professional brewer. I've been in the industry for over twenty years now. And actually, speaking so of that, uh, Rachel did bring us uh, some beer. Yeah, let's uh, talk about it. It's called. It came from the haze mm-hmm. from uh, Ghostfish Brewing in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And actually, she brought it's me one, so can. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of crack this open right now, and we'll give you the first impression of it. How's that? Plus, I just like an excuse to drink in the afternoon. <laughs> this afternoon, we can do that, right? It's podcast fluid. Oh, that's good. So that's uh, really good. We annually do a hazy, and this one is the second, uh, the second version of it. The first version was actually brewed with some hops that I got at a uh, fundraising auction for Puerto Rico last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, my friend was hosting it, and I wound up 
getting two boxes of cryo cracked hops, which is a new wow. a new trend in doing hops. And so last year it was cryo mosaic. I can't remember what we put in it this year. It might be on the can. There's a citrusy thing to it, and I'm not a beer drinker, but I can appreciate that and the flavors. So this that year are in it's it. got El Dorado, Calypso, Chinook, and Mosaic. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's right there. Nice. The cool thing about this beer is, as with every other beer that we make, it is 100% gluten free. I our, love that. Our whole facility is gluten free. The That's restaurant fantastic. is the kitchen. The the, the beer is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't do gluten reduced like a lot of places do, where we use an enzyme to break down the gluten after the fact. Mm-hmm. We just don't use gluten containing grains in the first Think place. Think of we the use... carbs you're saving, guys. It's only half a loaf of liquid bread now. <laughs> <laughs> we use millet, buckwheat, and rice for the most part. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, this one's also got a little quinoa in it. It's tasty. And it's a beautiful can. Yeah, that's really good. At the end of the day, I don't care what you make it out of, as long as the beer tastes great. It, Stands on its own, and this is fantastic. And I want to thank you for bringing it. Yeah, home, thank so. you so much. It's a beautiful can too. Like it, that, you know, of course, presentation matters that's a lot culinarily. It's really Ghost pretty. Fish. I could put that on uh, the Instagram later on today. Though. Yeah, take a picture of that. That's gorgeous. But uh, so, uh, so SCA brewing and everything else, and uh, then you said Star Wars. Star Wars, all, you know, all sorts of science fiction, and fantasy. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked extensively at points or another about Firefly and mm, Firefly, yeah. BSG, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Expanse. You know, you. Name it, I've probably watched it. I haven't checked out The Expanse yet. Re- watch The Expanse, it's amazing. It's, oh, dude, yeah, The Expanse is probably the best sci fi. It's because it's real. Like, is it sci fi original? Or? Well, it's hard. I mean, like, it's based on a book series, and yeah, it's hard. It's to... a sci fi original now, got picked up on Amazon, but it's like a hard sci fi. Like, it's realistic mm-hmm. near future. Oh, nice. And it's like political intrigue, so it's like. I'm into it, yeah, that, yeah for sure. And then there's guns, obviously. And jet <laughs> design that actually makes sure. sense without artificial gravity. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not shaped mm-hmm. like planes, they're shaped like tubes because that's how it would work in space mm-hmm. interesting yeah, that's great well i do have amazon prime i can check that out that's great so and then tom uh well yeah i'm super i get I, last night i fell asleep listening to a darth maul audiobook so, <laughs> like an actual one or like a fan one no oh uh, yeah an actual one. Oh, um, nice it was like 12 bucks that's how much um <laughs> i watch lord of the rings probably like six times a month mm-hmm. since it came out your so. sister's mm-hmm. been pressuring me to watch that again she wants to sit through the extended version again oh my goodness it's, jesus I, please i just no. keep it on and it's like background noise yeah right just, there's my friends frodo <laughs> right. and sam um, i actually just did that when i was recovering from surgery just yeah. background so I just sat there and watched the whole the whole thing from the first hobbit through and i'm so basic jesus, so i'm much. the office i'm Friends, I'm Doctor Who. Oh, lately I've been on the Disney Plus train. Holy I, shit, I, I just, just picked that I'm, up and I'm gargoyles. So basic. Mandalorian. Mandalorian was so what good. Is, somebody explain to me what the hype is about that. Oh, because, please let me tell because you. Because everybody Hold is on. freaking out. Do it, but in like under five minutes. Under, okay, okay. <laughs> time challenge. All right. So the Mandalorian is it's it's an extension from the Star Wars universe, done on okay. TV, not on a movie. Okay. Uh, the Mandalorians are a group of nomadic bounty hunter okay. types. Um, they got a really high sense of honor, really high sense of of nationalism. I guess you kind of call it. They're okay. Bounty hunters are Mandalorians tribalism. for Mandal- tribalism is a good way to put okay. it. Um, this follows a bounty hunter who's kind of. Uh, Early on, Mandalorian. Uh, one of the one of the Mandalorians that you're most familiar with is going to be Boba Fett. Okay. Okay. Sure. And so it kind of takes on the yeah ish, but it takes on the um, this this bounty hunter who is working to try and just 
ringing brownies and everything. And he's working for, so he's donating a lot of his, his, uh, his proceeds to an orphanage and everything. So he's like the good guy bounty hunter kind of thing. And, and, and the big surprise reveal. Did you watch the first episode? Have you watched it at all yet? No, I did get Disney Plus though, so it's on the to-do list. Okay. Well, I won't spoil the big reveal at the end of the yeah, first episode, but <laughs> holy shit, it was good. And okay. it's directed, it's produced by John Favreau. It's not directed by Favreau. It's produced by John Favreau, written by John Favreau. And I think it was directed by Dave Filioni, who directed a lot of the Clone Wars stuff. So. Okay. So there's a lot of nerd cred okay. deep into this. There's a lot of very famous See, people and I, in this. I won't touch it until the hype has like gone down. I can't bring myself to do that. I always like if something comes out and everybody's like all crazy about it. That's my cue to stay far, far away, and I'll wait a year or two until everybody's like. Well, then you over can stream it. the whole thing all at once. Exactly. Then you can binge watching. Hello. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> See, I find that difficult because when I sit down. And like, for instance, when The Mandalorian came out, if I'd have waited like a week or two, oh, it, Facebook has been actively trying to ruin the surprises in this thing for oh, me. Oh, people are all over the place And so, like, I've seen pictures of things that were part of the big reveal, and it's like, come on, guys, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if it's something like super nerdy, I got to jump out and watch it right away, just because I don't, I want to get ahead of the, the, the trolls and yeah, the people who are going to fuck I it up for everyone else. And so. I'll wait. But, uh. Okay. I want to like it because I like it, not because everybody's hyping about it. <laughs> That's important to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be swayed by the time, masses. You don't have, yeah, you're not. You don't have to talk about it at the water cooler with everybody. Thank you. You don't have to be. I like, can just appreciate. Says it. the guy who quit Game of Thrones at the last season. No, yeah, I, <gasps> I, I didn't watch the last episode. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. No, because no, I watched the episode before and I was like, you know what? Nah. He got mad. I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need to know how this ends. I don't really care. Oh. You mad, bro? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I do, that's okay. how I do. Okay. But I, th- I think I think that Star Wars is a good point to jump off. It's because like Star Wars has always kind of been lauded as like representing the forefront of yeah, yeah. representing people well. Because um, like Princess Leia was the mm-hmm. girl who could kick ass. Mm-hmm. I believe you mean General Leia. General Leia, right? Yeah, get it right, folks. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like she was she was she's she always was a cool been girl. She number gave, one badass. Every little girl a costume to dress up as, mm-hmm. no matter how how they felt, like the pr- the pretty princess, the the badass general, mm-hmm. and everywhere Again. in between. Mm-hmm. She was the original self rescuing princess. Mm-hmm. Right, she right. Didn't, she didn't need anybody, That's and right. she was just the, the fact that I loved her was because she just gave everybody a never ending <clears throat> amount of snark. Like, like they, we're here to rescue you. Oh yeah, that's great. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Right. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Get in there, you big yeah, walking he's re- carpet. He's it's rescuing like, him. Right. Exactly. And and. and she was just such a badass in an age when they weren't necessarily writing female badasses. And that's, right. And I got to give George Lucas credit. I don't give George Lucas enough credit sometimes. I, I kind of take credit away from him. But uh, <laughs> in this particular regard... Take it back after Willow. <laughs> which is on Disney+. Plus. I've been thinking about watching it again. You should. Oh, Willow's Willow. awesome. Willow's amazing. But uh, I, 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 take, I take a lot of... of, of shots at George Lucas because, well, I mean, they're fucking easy. Uh, they're easy anymore. But I, I, you, we do. there are certain things you have to give him credit for, like his representation of female characters, like his representation of uh, uh, alien species when necessarily they weren't necessarily like given the hero slot. Dude, Lando you know? was so cool. Dude, Lando was Billy Dee Williams. Yeah. I mean, hello, you can't I mean, be cooler than The that. king of cult 45. Right, they, let, they let him stay cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they let him bring it to the screen. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And say what you want about Solo, I give you Donald Glover, man. Donald oh, Glover yeah. was great. Yeah. 
fucking... I didn't see that. I listen. I stopped after we after we <laughs> did the six, and they started pumping out all that other crap. I was like, look. Why do you have to mess with greatness? Leave it alone because you could ruin everything by putting on a movie that isn't up to par. Some people felt that way. Patrick was a very <clears throat> Patrick, Patrick was mostly upset. Walked out. My Patrick? Said. No, uh, my uh, director friend Patrick. Okay. Yeah. He. Uh, we did an episode uh, about uh, Pavelski. What's that? Pavelski. No, okay. Rodriguez. We did an episode. Of, uh, was that episode three? I think. I don't remember. And it just. <laughs> We mentioned Solo, and it just got vicious. Yeah. <laughs> he got he's so like, pissed. I fell asleep after 20 minutes. I got up and walked out. When I woke up, I was like, it's like damn. damn, dude. Really? I mean, he fell asleep out of anger. I've never seen anyone <laughs> do that. <laughs> but, and, and yeah, so that's, I mean, from the way they portrayed uh, Princess Leia from the very beginning, you're right. Star Wars is a very good place to look for uh, representation of characters. They've also had um, the big... The big nugget lately with uh, the new trilogy has been uh, uh, Finn and Poe. Are they? Aren't they? Will they? Won't they? They probably won't. But there's a definite, like, and I hate the term bromance. I fucking hate it. There's something <laughs> about it that just makes my skin tingle. I think it's cute. Uh, you've never had a, a bromance. You've never had a bromance. That's why you're, that's why you're bitter you about it. You don't have a heterosexual life, mate. It's too Maybe bad. Not. Maybe not. <laughs> but I think Star Wars lately, uh, Rogue One. With um, was great. Like, did you, <laughs> did you not watch it? That was okay, a hard listen. side and eye roll. Oh my god! Again, she's so anti. No, no, it's, it's fun. It's totally I, I'm a purist. Yeah. Like for me, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay, like, I'm sorry. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you said stuff? you're a purist, but then you talk about the first six movies. So you're obviously including the uh, the prequel trilogy, which was okay. I, I mean, listen, that was intentional. I that was always intentional. It was always intentional. These later ones, you tell me how they many just kind of created were intentional. them. They were. You can't do. You can't call them four, five, and six, and then have nothing else to it. They didn't originally. Yeah, Star Wars didn't have a number. Star Wars was just Star Wars when it first came out. They I later know, named. I know, but what I'm saying, it was also fairly self-contained. Because <laughs> they weren't sure yeah. if they were going to get a chance exactly. to make another one. Yeah. yeah. It did wrap up with the metal ceremony and all that. Yeah. Right. I just. But, uh, I feel like that we we had this epic thing that mm-hmm. was done mm-hmm. and everybody was so in love and still time has love. passed it was still in love absolutely but time has passed and then now you're going to come back and hope that you can continue that going like Hopefully why they're going to run this it? into the ground they've already talked about now that we just had uh we were talking about it last time uh we had db weiss and, and and david benahoff who went off and were going to direct a trilogy a new star wars trilogy oh, gosh. and they'd stop they canceled they jumped ship Good. And uh, they cited the fact that they had this big contract with Netflix that they couldn't get out of and that was going to eat up too much of their time. But another thing uh, speculated that they left because of the toxic fandom involved with the show. Mm -hmm. And so once that trilogy got wiped off the board again, now Disney is taking a step back and saying, well, we're going to take a step back and the future of Star Wars is going to be a little bit more spaced out, a little bit more less rushed. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying that the future of Star Wars right now is on the small screen, and I'm okay with that. Because take a look at The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. They did it. It's a spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's spaghetti spaghetti western. western, which is in the vein of the old Dirty Harry movies. Okay. Or not Dirty Harry, excuse me. Good, Clint Bad, and the Ugly. Clint Eastwood uh, movies, yeah. And, uh, okay. and it's very, very much beholden to that. It's Even you like can Star hear it in the soundtrack. Movie in space. Right, you could hear the soundtrack. In the soundtrack, you hear a little sure. bit of that. Mm-hmm. 
Morcione Mor- soundtrack in the background. Okay, so. someone said that. But uh, so now let's take it from Star Wars. We can move to another major uh, aspect of, of nerd culture and, and sci-fi culture is Star Trek. Now I don't know how much uh, interaction you guys have with Star Trek. I'm I'm a little bit of a Trekkie. A little bit of a Trekkie. I'm a secret Trekkie. Tom, we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Rachel, what about I have you? Occasional issues with Star Trek. Yes, me too. Yeah, Star Trek's depending always depending on the to season be, and the captain. Uh, progressive, <laughs> and then it shows blatantly how not they are. Exactly. It's just like right. you, I think you guys don't realize how low cut that shirt was there, my man. It's very sexy. <laughs> like we're very we're trying gross. to make the female well, captain in space, and then all of a sudden we throw eye candy seven of nine in there, and yeah, no, I get well, it. Well, I don't know. I I didn't mind. So like for me, my my ones are of course the next. Generation, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine. I could do without the other ones. <laughs> and when Enterprise, they freaking put TLS. when they freaking put Scott Bakula, oh man, in the helm to run, I, I, I was I was done. I was done. Oh, I was yeah. like, you guys was, lost uh, me. Not, Listen, not a big fan of Archer. No, where you belong. No, like, go back. <laughs> not a big fan of Archer. I mean, that, that show's amazing. I love Quantum Leap. That's what I'm saying. Stick to what you know. Like, don't... I think don't, they, they, they gamed the last episode of Enterprise where it was all a, a holodeck program done by no. Riker and Troy. No. What they should have done is gamed it with... Fucking have Ziggy pop in at the end and talk about how he's going to lead no. to his new ball. Yeah, they, that was the wrong move. I was like, you guys went one too many. Well, one too far. Now they've got Discovery, which is... Um, on CBS it, online. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, okay, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Get another streaming service. Right. Oh, no, and I pay for them all. I have to because they got Picard coming out soon, too, and I cannot. That not. we will I'm all watch. so into that. <laughs> but dis- I, I, I posit to you that Discovery is also a very fantastic show in and of its own right. And as far as what they're doing with uh, representation, uh, they've got Mary Chifo, who's playing a uh, Klingon woman okay. uh, who is the chancellor of the Klingon Empire which is a first no cool. one's ever seen anything like that cool absolutely you've got uh, uh, Lieutenant Paul Stamets who is the uh, chief engineer on board Discovery uh, who is married to the chief medical officer and I can't remember his name uh, oh Dr. Culber Dr. Hugh Culber okay uh, so it's your first on screen start yeah. no this is on Enterprise oh, or uh, Discovery Oh, Discovery. Okay. You got your first on-screen married uh, gay couple that isn't treated like it's a gay couple just to be a gay couple and be represented. And I think that's where we get a lot of our issues with pop culture is it feels very shoehorned into a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But in this case, they're treating it very much just like, yeah, it's a fucking relationship on a starship. Who gives a shit? You know know? what? That that is a very annoying thing when... um, you can clearly see that they have to have this to represent this, and they have to have that to represent that. Like, right. I've actually been in those instances. So this is one thing I guess I can't identify with, is, like, there's not a lot of people like me around here. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> You're unique. As a like black you. person. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I get away with a lot, actually, um, for that reason. But I've actually been cast in things where um, my, my summer show that I just did this uh, this last summer was exactly that. Like, I was cast in the lead role, which was great, but then he felt like he had to compensate and go and, like, find other ethnic people (laughs) to make it so it wasn't just me there. And I'm like, it's normally just me there. I'm used to that, you know. Um, But he felt like he had to represent 
<clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with my voice. Um, he felt like he had to represent, and he had to go find other people to kind of make the balance happen. Yeah. You know, and that was annoying because I, I'm like, why? Just get people who are going to be good for the roles. Right. Get people who are going to make you a good show, regardless of what they look like. Like, who cares? I don't care. Why do you care? Right. Right. And, and that's the thing is people who, who seem to be doing it for the right reasons versus the people who seem to be doing it just to, to, yes. to do it. And that's, it comes across annoying. very heavy And it's handedly. clear. You can see it. It's evident. You can yeah. see them all the way. Yeah. There was a lot of people felt that way about... Uh, the Ghostbusters, like it's an all-female cast, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of people like, "Why are you, why are you doing this?" But like, I and then people were saying that about the Rogue One Star Wars, and it's like I didn't feel really negative about either of those things. Like, I don't really think that like having like forcing an all-female cast mm-hmm. is like a bad thing. Like, it's just I mean, it's always an all-dude cast, and nobody says anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like, it's right. It, and it, it exactly. Wasn't, it wasn't a selling point in the advertising of like, come check out all these strong female characters. It was just to come check out this funny movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know? that's what it should be about. That's what it should be like. Like, check out this badass cast right here. Like. Yeah. Right. And I feel like um, they're, they're slipping it in more and more on television as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to varying degrees of success now, I've, I've admitted in the past that I watch a lot of the the CW superhero shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash and, and uh, Supergirl and... You know, it, Supergirl it's Supergirl for the win. Supergirl for the yeah. win, and, and and that's they introduced uh, Nia Nall mm-hmm. as a dreamer, and, and who's that big trans character played by a trans actress. She's nice. fantastic, yeah. isn't nice. she great? She's awesome. See, that's and how it should be done. They didn't, and they didn't even address that <clears throat> for the first like four or five episodes that she was in, and 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 if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah. And so they finally addressed that, and now they're addressing her relationship with, uh, with she's she's in a relationship with Brainiac, and and how it's such a non-issue. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. I love the way they're doing that. And it's really good to finally see trans people getting positive rep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, between that and Sensate, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is obviously a trans character in it, played by. I haven't seen her in Sensate. So it's uh, the Wachowskis. Yeah, okay. The Wachowskis are um, both. It's an amazing. Uh, series it ran on Netflix. It got two se- two seasons, and then a, a two hour uh, ending episode after it got canceled to wrap everything up. Okay. It is a trans actress playing a trans character in a show written by two trans women. Nice. Have you seen? Are both Sabrina? of the Wachowskis? Uh, I have. Yes, they are. Really They're both trans. Dark. I refuse oh, to look at them. it. Oh, well, they they've got a character who's transitioning. Like she's a or he, you should, they. He, yeah. Magically, pronouns are like, important. Yeah. I try yeah. to stay um, up on top of all that. Okay. Uh, but she's going through the process, or they they are going through the process, and mm-hmm. like catalogs, like how doing that in high school, and like how you know, it's like you get to see that that process go on through the character, and it's like interesting to see. I've That's never really seen a show neat. like. Which I mean, I imagine is not an easy process. I can't oh, speak to it. Yeah, not. Yeah. I was gonna say, high uh, school or not, it's not. But easy. yeah, yeah, it's right because. They show getting bullied and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and so it's good to like put that out in the front, especially for a show that's like, directed at that age group. That's Absolutely, like, here's somebody that like you can really identify with and like associate with, and I think that's good. Like the big thing of representation is mm-hmm. people that you see and that you're like, that's me when you're young, you know. Right, and that, and that's a big part of it too. And and, and I've had this argument or argument conversation with hmm. people uh, where they talk about, oh, well, you're <laughs> shoehorning. Uh, Oh, you got a Muslim character in in Marvel Comics now, and you've got a you've got a gay character. You turned a straight character into a gay character. This, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, look, 
Miss Marvel, one of the most successful characters they've come up with in Marvel Comics in the last two decades. She's a young uh, Arab-American woman, Muslim woman. And they don't try to hide that fact. Right. They don't try to lessen it. Uh-huh. Uh, it very much she's very much beholden to the ideals and people of her culture and everything like that. But again, they don't make a huge deal out of it. They treat her like a normal person because, hey, guess what, assholes? She's a normal person. Mm-hmm. So trans people are normal people. <clears throat> Gay people are normal people. Black people are normal people. White people. Yeah. We're all just people so which do you think is is better um in in terms of like shows and movies and things like that like the ones that just take everybody treat them as human beings just allow them to just be or the ones that really talk about the issues like um so a show that i binge watch on the occasion because i'm an actress and drama and crazy um is glee (laughs) and glee is you know what I'm saying is so good about taking every single relatable identifiable issue and make an entire episode sometimes seasons mm-hmm. about it um like they they there was so much stuff like there was you know Kurt coming out as gay there was um we had the uh trans like in the later episodes um and she just wanted to be able to be herself at school and struggled so hard because she wasn't in transition. She wasn't having the surgery or anything. Still, you know, physically looked one way, felt another way, and wanted to be able to be that. And they talked about it, and it was thorough, and it it made us all so informed and aware. So which which do you think is better? Like, do you think that I, it I should think... just be where these characters should just be able to just go be and have their lives? Or should... Should it we depends. Make it a thing? I think it depends on how they do it, because if they do it in the way that you say Glee did it, in order to address all of these topics and to kind of showcase the mm-hmm. the the process and everything like that, that's great. But if they try to, and boy, could she sing? If they try to put on <laughs> TV and go, "Hey, look, everybody, we've got a gay character." Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, everybody, yeah. she's trans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. That's it's not, not a same. it's not a fucking showpiece. Right. They're just fucking people. This right. isn't a circus. This isn't a sideshow. And so, similarly, until uh, it's kind of nice seeing finally getting the positive rep that we do get these days. Trans people, even more than women, even more than gay people, in sh- any shows, nerdy shows especially, mm-hmm. we get iceboxed more often yeah. than anybody mm-hmm. else. We're always Definitely. the villain yeah. or the victim. The victim. We're always the, you know found dead in the first 15 minutes of the show. Is yeah. that the case in, uh, what is it, Orange is the New Black? Uh, I've never actually watched that. Oh, me neither, but um, um, that was like the first so one, wasn't my it? My wife that? just uh, re-binge watched NCIS because she's oh, yeah. like that. I love that show too. And <laughs> that show was horrible for that. There's There are probably half a dozen episodes with a trans character and they're always either the villain mm-hmm. or the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and no, there was nowhere in between. I think back in the day there was really only one character that really topped that and, or, or, or was able to succumb that, overcome that was uh, David Duchovny's character in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And, and that oh, was just treated like a normal yeah, person. Just, and I think that's the key. If you just treat, and that's the thing with Star Trek where they treat uh, Hugh and uh, and Paul's relationship just mm-hmm. as a relationship, mm-hmm. or with uh, Nia Nell on on mm-hmm. on fucking Supergirl, 
or even like I'm a big fan of of uh, what's her name Ruby Rose mm-hmm. as a Batwoman. Yeah, she's so fucking kick ass in that show. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose oh. plays uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, lesbian character. But again, they don't Hot. push it out to be. Hey, we've got a lesbian. You know, it's not played like that. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's about time, I think, is that the people are taking uh, the steps to treat these characters just like they treat any other character. Sure. And I know my opinion doesn't matter for shit. I'm just another <laughs> cis white male in a cis, <laughs> cis white male dominated world. But I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be better. I think the world would be a better place if we could just I, fucking I ignore everything for you else. White people. Oh, um, hey, white people. So, I'm stark white. <laughs> Yeah, right. So I'm practically translucent. Go. <laughs> For you guys, like, how do you feel? There is a there is a very minute group of people that do the whole. Well, don't forget white people. No, oh, for fuck's sake. In, in the whole, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I, I don't even want to weigh on my. These are the that these are the same type that. of people that get all pissy about. What do you mean you're going to have a, a gay pride parade? Right. Where's our straight pride right. parade? It's like, well, fuck you. Your straight right. pride parade is being able to walk down the street without getting Thank hated you. on. You no, fucking I idiot. Thank it's, you. it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's going to be I, an embarrassing I footnote. I just felt like it's just, it's just like very thinly veiled prejudice. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, black lives matter, white lives matter too. It's just like, yeah, guy, nobody said they didn't. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this isn't about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, just, it's so embarrassing. It's, it's okay if something's not about right. you one time. Right, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just always just thinly veiled. Nah, bro. All lives matter. Right, yeah. It's like, we weren't talking about all lives. All lives aren't getting shot in their backyard for being right. on a fucking cell phone. Right. Well, like, That's the black lives. When, when That's like why we're talking about it. When there's backlash for, like, we were talking about, uh, like, the backlash towards Little Mermaid. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Race getting changed, yeah. and it's just like nobody's mad. Like Dan or Kevin Saint's wife over here is a redhead who mm-hmm. loved Little Mermaid. It was definitely her, her like her go-to, her go-to who she like looked up to. Who mm-hmm. her representation mm-hmm. was this pasty little white girl. Sure, sure. They're they're a minority too. And so and like she, <laughs> she she's like it's it's completely fair for the little black girls to have her now mm-hmm. like. She's not getting taken away. Mm-hmm. They're not undoing the first. No, absolutely right. not. They actually and showed clips. Like they, they brought that up during the live version. Like they were like, "Look, Ariel still is there. This is just what we're doing." Like yeah. I thought that was really great. Well, and the thing that the Queen Latifah, oh. fucking Queen Latifah, is great. She looks fantastic. She's ageless. She I don't understand. So good. It. I don't understand. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I think that there is a point to be made about. There's a lot of gender swap going mm-hmm. on in, in pop culture. There's a lot of race swap going on in pop culture. They've done it for years uh, to varying degrees of success. Now, uh, the things that immediately come to mind are things like Johnny Storm and the new Fantastic Four movie being played by Michael Listen, B. Jordan. again, why? Why did they have to do it? Here's the thing. There's the an argument. There's an argument for both sides. There's an argument that says... And and I've listened to some videos uh, done online about this. It's talking about uh, you can have your own characters. Why does it have to be a character that's already been established one way? And that's in in regards to Little Mermaids. Mm -hmm. Or things like, well, that's where everyone's supportive of that. Uh, I'm supportive of that, just in case you're curious. But everyone's so supportive of that. But what if we took Tiana from Princess and the Frog and made her a little white girl? 
people would be up in arms. And to be fair, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But the the point that I think people fail to get is that this been white people oriented for so Forever. fucking long. Since the beginning of the world. If you were to say, hey, why can't you leave the white characters alone and make up something new? We are. We've been doing that. Mm-hmm. But it takes some time. What about the established properties that are out there right now as well? Why can't they be fucked with? In the end, it's a fictional character that has no real weight in the real world. You can't tell me fucking mermaids aren't black. You can't tell me sure. mermaids have red hair and pasty white skin. In fact, some of her sisters didn't actually even look like her. In fictional. Ariel. Well, Triton got around. King Triton got around. I mean, you know he did. You know. Trying was hot, though. I feel so like America makes media for the world, mm-hmm. you know, and like having while not paying attention to the media from the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's just the it's never been a fair shake. Like I can't I can't name five Chinese act like five Asian American actors off the top of my head that aren't one of them is going to be Ch- Jackie Chan. <laughs> I was going to say you know, that's all I, I got. I was going to say <laughs> Ming Na Wen is in uh, the Mandalorian now. I just can't do it. Do you know it. who I that is? No. Ming-Na Wen? Did you ever watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. You ever so, watch Mulan? Yeah. She checked who voiced Mulan originally. But okay. do we want to Do we want to just plunk in all of these ethnic people in places just to be like, oh, so there's another Asian person here, and oh, look, there's another black person there. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I guess as an actress, like, I want whoever is going to be good for that role. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I want. Like, I, it should be open to everybody. Color you know what I mean? Skin, like, if she's better for the role than me, give it to her. I don't care. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Like, it, but it shouldn't be like that's that's where it frustrates me is because I'm just kind of like like who cares like how many people sort of people have done this how many people sort of done, like and that's what a lot of cultures are about. Like, mm-hmm. um, a uh, uh, director that I know, his name is Jeff Barehand. Um, he's a native, um, and he, he's very proud native, and he is always striving to bring more native things out into the public, into the light, which should absolutely be done. Do not misunderstand me. I support it fully. But I also, but in the back of my mind, I go, but shouldn't it be who is the best for this situation as opposed to, oh, it should be one of my people. Right. Uh yeah, I definitely agree, but I feel like you'd get the more authentic, if you're making a topic about those people, you oh, get more Oh, of course, absolutely. Thing. If it's a Native movie, like, then, I mean, it just makes sense to have Native people in it. Where that's where that's yeah. the, that's the better person. Well, of course, but this is what I'm saying. Right, like, right. if you're if you're doing something, if, if I'm in a show, I'm actually, um, you know, with one of our mutual friends, Kev, are, are, we're actually discussing um, putting on a production for next year, and... Okay. Um, we want whoever's going to be best for the role. We don't care who they look like. We're we're we have even made we're even making it so that some of the naturally male roles are going to go to women. Yeah. And some naturally female roles, we're going to switch it over. Put a note at the end of that name. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> for me, it's it's about what is going to make this show great. Right. Not how many ethnic people we have, how many white people we have, how many gay people we have, how many this kind of person we have, how many that kind of and, person and, we have. And like, I, think that's, I think that's the right approach to it, too. Again, doing it for doing its sake isn't enough. It's tokenism, and right. we don't want tokenism that's, that's in our media. That's frustrating, and you can see straight you can, through that. Yeah, it's so transparent. 
like my skin. I don't know. I, I, it's easy for me to say this as the milk toast white dude, but I, th- I think that I love you guys. forcing those stories into things is good. Like it's, it may be a little after school, especially, but it's just like you're it's not totally after school special. You, if you're not, that's how old we if are. You're not talk, if you're not talking about it, and you're not like you know, not it does. It does it, shift it helps, the public helps, discourse. Yeah, it helps the acceptance of it. It helps the people who only watch. You know, yeah, but to ruffle feathers for funsies is not what it should be about. Like doing that, like doing the aerial thing. They purposefully went and cast people opposite of the animation, right? On purpose to ruffle all the feathers, all the feathers, and they did, and they made a point, and it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong; it was a great show, but to me, like that—that was—that was ruffling feathers for funsies as opposed to just putting on a really great live show. But how do you? But how do you feel like? How do you know that she wasn't just the best one? Like maybe they did just put out an open casting call and they're like just chose the black girl. Like do you feel? Because I feel like they would. I feel like they would have said It wouldn't have been such a hot topic and right. a point of con- there was literal articles and articles yeah, 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 and yeah, articles all oh, no, about that's, that's this. And, and that's the media. There's a difference but, like, between the know, live production like that they that, just did and the movie that they're still doing because the live production was one thing. But they're still doing the movie, and right. the movie still has, Haley, uh, what's her name, uh, Halle Bailey as 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 Ariel, and yeah. so there's still. I, mean, a, I think there's still a lot. They rallied of, for Queen Latifah. Like we all, we cast uh, Queen Latifah. Fuck Queen Latifah. <laughs> I love Queen Latifah, but I'm, I really want to see Terry Crews as Triton. <laughs> there was a big. Can we get the guy's shirt off? Well, he's oh, Triton. He's swimming around without Terry a shirt. Crews from taking his shirt off. Like from that fucking Old Spice commercial, oh, where he's fucking playing the instruments. Yes, for, yes, just get please. out of yogurt and Terry's Yes, please. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm down with that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick uh, pause for a commercial, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, thank you for coming back. Um, So we've been talking about representation and and, and kind of uh, who's done it well, who's done it not well. But I have an example of... uh, of representation that kind of kind of stuck in my craw for a long time and in your what in my craw <laughs> it's an old way of saying it <laughs> stuck in my face oh, I thought it was crab claws. no oh, not craw craw crab maga um there my favorite character in marvel comics for a lot of years was iceman bobby. Uh, bobby drake because they sold him short he was always the class clown he was always uh He's the younger overlooked brother. the younger brother but he's legitimately one of the more powerful mutants in the Marvel universe. He's I what don't they. Know him. He's what they. He's ice. Iceman. He turns into ice. He shoots ice blasts. Things like that. Sure. It's a very basic <laughs> nature. He's an ice maker. Yeah. We're giving too much credit. But he's what they term as an omega level mutant. And what yeah. I mean by omega level mutant is he's one of the more powerful mutants in the Marvel universe because of things like he can shatter his entire body yeah. and reform it like ice. That's he cool. can he's, turn into water vapor and teleport yeah. through water vapor. 
Oh. He can bulk himself up. He can. That's make, kind of cool. He's got a lot of aspects to his powers that they just don't touch on because he's the class clown, and, and they kind of. Oh, he's funny. They, what they did is they brought the five original X Men from the past and brought them into the future. So they were interacting with future versions of themselves. Not in the movies. He's Not in the movies. The, this is strictly Brian. in the comic okay, books. Okay, I was like, whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> this is strictly comic books. And yeah. so they brought the young teenager X-Men into the future where they're having to face what they've become, basically. And in, in, in the case of Skyclops, they had to face the fact that he'd become basically a mutant terrorist. <laughs> they had to face that Jean Grey was dead. Yeah. They had to face that. Jubilee was around for what? Yeah. Not an apocalypse. Not apocalypse. Uh, genocide. Genocide, yeah. And then most mutants were dead. Yeah. But the, one of the most interesting things to come out of that storyline was young Bobby Drake. Okay. Here you got 16 year old version of Bobby Drake interacting with 30 something year old Bobby Drake. Mm -hmm. That's revealing weird. information to old Bobby that young Bobby. Is already in grips with. Sure. In this particular case, young Bobby's gay. Mm -hmm. They brought him forward into the future where he is comfortable enough to reveal that, yeah, he's a homosexual character. Mm -hmm. And even the adult version of Bobby didn't get it. Old boy, he was yeah. so repressed and so closeted and so. Well, he had so. Like, the, the, how they sold it was that he had so many things going on with his, like, superpowers that he couldn't accept it all like he was having a right. hard time being a mutant that mm -hmm. being gay was just another level that he just could not well and he had very bigoted because, parents as well yeah that being a mutant was somehow easier than being gay in society and that's, right like, so he embraced the one that's great yeah. oh gosh that's crazy and, and yeah. initially I, my head. initially right, right. I didn't like it initially yeah. I didn't like it because I thought they were just uh, fucking with an that's established insane. character just to fuck with an established character yeah. and then I really got into the nuance, and I had very much an epiphany, kind of like you are. I got into the nuance of the the, the character now, and, and how he's having to come to grips with the fact that why is 16-year-old version knowing this, and why is 30-something-year-old version not knowing this? Yeah. And it really, it was a mindfucker for right. a long time. absolutely. But it makes so much sense, especially given the way Tom explained it with... Uh, with, uh, you know, having to be a mutant on top of having to be hated by your parents for being a mutant on oh, top right. of... Right, that's a lot. Repressed that's a lot. Closeted. You can only deal with so much as right. a kid, right? You, you so. lie to yourself to oh, like, absolutely. push those things down. Absolutely. Right. If, you, if you think that's unrealistic, it took me 30 years. Yeah. 30 years to admit that, to myself that I was trans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I knew when I was 13 and I hid from it because it was too scary. Right. Wow. What was it that finally... I yes, mean, If it's not too personal, or what was it that brought you, uh, brought it, you out? I just had this little voice in the back of my head that kept saying over the years, you're a girl. Mm -hmm. And it kept being louder and louder, mm -hmm. and it never went away. And Despite my, that fantastic beard, by the way. And Well, <laughs> I, I grew that literally as a beard, because... Yeah. Oh, shit, I That's never thought of that. It was it a fantastic was a, it, beard. You conformed to the ideals I conformed that people... Not I, only the ideals of what people were expecting, but also that's what guy brewers have. Guy brewers have massive beards. Right. right. It's mm -hmm. just the way... You know, girls have cool hair and tattoos, guys sure. have, have beards. Sure. And... I just I did that to hide behind him. Wow. And I just finally got the voices kept getting louder and my depression was getting worse and mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. And it was either admit to myself who I actually was or just spiral down. Do you wish you could have that X Men young you come forward and you know, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self to just to get it just together. Get it together. Do it. Girl. That it's okay. Yeah. But 
back then. I mean, I oh yeah, society's way different. Now. It was it was the eighties. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> oh yeah, what were you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. my gosh, and. 13 year old in the 80s there's no information Probably. there's no there internet nothing. there's no. no way to there's, there's no communities right. you're you're no. too embarrassed you're to alone. talk to people yeah right. and i lived in the bay area which was one of the more progressive parts right. of the world at that point and i was still terrified but this dovetails nicely into why it's so goddamn important to have yeah. gay and lesbian characters on tv yeah. that's why strong said... female characters on tv trans characters on tv and movies yeah. because we need to have a place where 13 year old rachel can go and say I identify okay. with that. It's yeah. okay. That's me. I, you know? I always believed that I was born 10 years too soon. <laughs> um, just <clears throat> just because of what all is possible for kids now. Yeah. And what is all, what, what they can do. And what information is available to them. And maybe my parents would have understood me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and would have been able to identify with me a little bit more. Um, in in the ways because I mean I I mean I I choose to live in an area I choose the area that I live in because it's easy for me and I do what I want and it's fine and I'm lucky in that way mm-hmm. a lot of people are not yeah. if I was in any other part of this country even it may not have be so easy for me and it yeah. may not go as well as as it's going right because we live in Washington it's mm-hmm. a very very a progressive right. liberal I could choose state. another state somewhere and I'm just, you know, one of however many and however that whole, um, you know, that whole just group of people is, is viewed is how I would be viewed, like yeah, right, right along with them, yeah. just mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I just, I, I feel like that today kids, they, there's just, there's so much available to them and it's so powerful how... Like we're now having to go back and learn mm-hmm. all of these things that that kids now are just being raised with, like mm-hmm. right. And communications are so oh, much easier. Yeah, it you is. Can, it, it's way easier for people to form a community yeah. even if they've never met. Yep, it's so true. And it's so honestly, true. It's this of... is what I love about this area is all the different people. Like I, the the joke I make to myself is is that I live here because I can go anywhere and I'm not like the craziest thing in the room. Yeah. Yes, and you are. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, okay, well, okay, not not the only craziest thing in the world. It's fine. Um, and and but I but what I mean by that is is I can appreciate that there's so many unique individuals here, and I'm always going to find some special human being with mm-hmm. a great story. Um, that that you know it helps me to feel good about myself because I. I know that I'm not the only one in some kind of a unique circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, who is in a unique position. Like, there's not a lot of people who look like me here. So, that in itself puts me by myself, you know? And so, to talk to other people who have their stories, Mm -hmm. they're representing for their situation. Like, I love that. I love that so hard. Well, see, and I grew up in a very Christian, conservative area. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah. I grew up in Colorado Springs, which is kind of the home place and birthplace of focus on your family and or focus on the family. And I remember no, that. oh my god, that's how old we are. I used folks. to ride my is bike. That a right... Slogan? No, no that's it was a, that's a, a show. That went, that went right over. That's my head. a corporation. Yeah, and focus there, on the family. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Right wing Christian we conservative. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to ride by the building every day when I would yeah. ride down to the mall. But, I heard uh, about it in Germany. Is it like? Like, there was like, a radio talk show. About like the seven hundred club. Kind of. Kind of. You know. Kind of. But yeah. I used to. I grew up in this environment, 
And I grew up hearing all of the anti-gay rhetoric, all of the, you know, yep. white power bullshit. And, yeah. And that was a lot yep. for young Kevin to get kind of, yeah. to push through and get out of. And so when I came up, I moved from Colorado Springs to Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent about a year and a half in Bellevue before I moved to Olympia, which is pretty much where I've been the entire time since then. Uh, barring a, a stint of a couple years in Portland, which is basically Olympia too. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically moved right? from a Christian conservative right wing background to this liberal, yeah, uh, accepting, open minded culture, culture and it was it was exactly that. That was but, me. But it was such an awakening for me. Oh yeah. That when I still I still have conversations with people from back there and 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 people that I love. Mm-hmm. Even family members mm-hmm. that I love that I just can't jive with their ideology right. anymore because it feels so like they're trapped in the Stone Age. I mean, do you not pay attention to the world we live in, you know? And 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 not for nothing, but these people are going to die on the wrong side of history, and I don't want that to be me. And you know what? And that that and I love so I love I love so hard that about you, kind of your heart and your whatever mind and stuff just everything it's so great and like this is another this is why I live here is is we, I am surrounded by people who have those big hearts and the understanding mm-hmm. and like my family so I I mean I I come from a similar background so my father was a minister growing up I was in church all week long and um Oof. It, it was the worst <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, and my, um, uh, my mother's family is, uh, German. So, but, but they're, so Germans in general are very black and white. So their, their roles in general are, this is what I love about Europe. So long as you're not breaking the rules, hurting yourself or somebody else, um, or, you know, unnecessarily causing trouble, they have nothing to say about you. They don't care about anything that you're doing. I the think downside to they that lost is, the ability to do that after World War II. I think yeah, after World yeah. War II, they had to dovetail back and go, "Look, we we take everything because fucking well, well, we tried that." Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. They do. They accept everything so long as you're not breaking the laws and you're not hurting yourself or anybody else. Like right. they don't care what you're doing. The downside to that is, is nobody talks about anything. They don't right. have. They don't sit down. They don't have the discussions because for them, it's not their business. Right. Like they don't, they don't. We don't need this to know what you're doing in your life, them, right? Does directly know. affect me. I don't even know what's happening in your life. Just don't do nothing stupid. You know, See, that's how they feel. And, and again, bringing all this stuff out into the culture and into right. the public eye and into pop culture in general, yep. I think has opened so many different avenues of communication. Like Rachel was saying, we, we didn't have the internet back then. No, we didn't have we didn't. Uh, uh, communities or groups. I mean. <laughs> You could live in San Francisco. You could go meet a few people, mm-hmm. but at the same time, unless you're actively seeking that mm-hmm. community, you, you, you're never going to find gonna it. Know. You're never going to find it. Know. And I think not even just in the topic of representation itself, but in the topic of pop culture at large, mm-hmm. the ability to create a fandom, yeah, which is you know why I developed this podcast. The mm-hmm. ability to create a fandom and a group of people mm-hmm. has grown so vastly because of the internet. I mean, we always had Star Trekkies, mm-hmm. even before uh, the, the Trekkies were always a thing. Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever you want to call it. All the way back to Shatner. Uh, Star Wars fans, we had well, Star a Wars fandom fans. from the from the thirties, you know, twenties, and thirties on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and even things like uh, medieval recreation, mm-hmm. things like which that. which I love. Oh yeah. You should have seen some I'm of the I'm all shit about that, that red seen. bear. <laughs> she swings a sword like you wouldn't believe. 
Mm. Oh, it's so fact, hot. Jack. That's so hot. But I uh, a few years, none of my armor fits now. <laughs> I got rid of all of my shit. I didn't have any room to store. Grab your squire, grab your breastplate. Where I am the squire. Breastplate <laughs> stretcher. <laughs> but these communities now have such an organic way to thrive. Now, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people shit on social media, and I'm one of them. Social yeah, media are. is kind of the devil it a is. lot of the time. But it's also an amazing blessing. Yeah, it's also your life. It blood. can be. It is. And it's such it, a it's fucking a weird a way to think about as, it. As, as most good things are. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. got to be able to pull the good from the bad. And, and so, you know, shitting on social media for one thing, yes. Uh, we only see what we want to see. And we're surrounded in a culture now that is only propagated on the things that we like. Because Facebook's only going to feed us what we like to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we like to get upset about bullshit that... The, the diet orange Cheeto president is getting away with in the Oval Office. That's all we're going to see. If we want to see things relating to things that we're into, that's all we're going to see because that's what the algorithm dictates. So that's definitely the downside yeah. of social media. Right. But the positive, well, and social media influencers, I could give a fuck less about these vapid idiots. And you know what? And that's, that's you're so right about that because, like, for me, I, I'm so big on talking about things I'm passionate about and that I care about. I'm so big on that. And I talk about everything. My shows, anything that I do, anything that I'm connected to or tied to, I'm going to talk about this beer, even though I don't drink <laughs> beer, but it's beautiful and it tastes good. Um, so, but I talk about everything that I do because my friends pay attention. Mm-hmm. They do. They care about me. They know me. They know who I am as a person. And they go, okay, so this is this is what a man is talking about right now. Let's let's look into that. Let's take a look. Let's be open-minded and see how this is going. Well, maybe you know? if she likes it, we'll like maybe it. Maybe we'll yeah. like it. Yeah. And so for me, like I, I believe that it's so important to talk about things that you're passionate about and that are important to you and that because you never know what that thing you're talking about is going to do for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, back to what we see on TV, you know, you see uh, uh, a positive uh, trans character on Supergirl, who's ne- they don't ever focus on the fact cool. that she's trans. They just focus mm-hmm. on the fact that she's a superhero. Well, they do in that one episode where, but it's, where they finally about have it, to address it. it. But it also they... relates to what's going on with the aliens, and that's mm-hmm. why it comes up. Right. It's not just thrown in there, oh yeah, I'm trans. It's in it's reference to the relevant. what's going on in the episode, and That's it's relevant. Wonderful. Right. And, and, and again, they only address it in a very uh, natural so way. Like a that. very uh, That's good. And, and I think, you know, maybe 13-year-old Rachel wouldn't have had as much of an issue accepting um, who she was if she had 13-year-old Rachel's models. only exposure to trans... Stuff at all was the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and that's not. That, is no, not that doesn't great. count. I'm sorry, <laughs> that counts for nothing. I'm an actress, and I can say that that counts for nothing. It does count in that it was an early way we yes. get into the community. Yes, that's the only way that's it counts. True. Yes, but at the same time, like it's it's caricaturizing. Yeah, it was. That's such a hard word it to was. say. It was, and it wasn't real. Like no, nothing in there was of course was not. real. But the community that grew up around it was. It was oh, absolutely! Supportive. Like even today, it was also kind of toxic. The, the, in the, the last theater. year. Yeah. Yeah. In the last year, three different theaters did Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. and and um, <clears throat> OFS played it in their theater as a movie during Halloween. So, like, I mean, you're right about that. But when I was growing up, the the Berkeley, uh, the Berkeley Theater, the little independent theater mm-hmm. in, in in Berkeley, it was the longest running Rocky show oh, ever. Still, it yeah. Uh, it, it finally stopped when they closed the theater, mm-hmm. but it took closing the theater mm-hmm. to stop it mm-hmm. every Friday. 
for like 25 years. Yeah, it's Which so is an amazing deal. accomplishment. And again, like you said, that's an amazing way to develop a community. But it happens so much more organically mm-hmm. now with things like, uh, you know, a kid can go and see a trans character on TV and go, oh shit, she's just like me. Or you can see a... And then they can, I love that. They so can go hard. on Twitter and talk to other people. I love that And so find hard. that community. And, and acceptance that they might not get. You in know? a weird twist on the back to social media, mm-hmm. trans Twitter is one of the most wholesome and supporting things. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Trans Twitter? Trans Twitter? You're going to do explain. Hold on. Talk about so just it. The, just the trans community on Twitter. Oh, okay. I thought there was like a separate thing. No, oh, I know. I was getting ready to get all excited. <laughs> I was about to like have no, a whole thing about no, that. No, just... The, the, there's a, a trans community. <laughs> And That's fantastic. It is so supportive. It people, you know, yeah, you get trans the, Twitter. You get so the shitty is it, people. It's, it's, a, it's like a page or a. It, no, a it's, just a, it's just a just, community of Twitter yeah. followers. Oh, just community. Just like the rest followers. of Twitter. Okay, I don't know anything about Twitter. Um, I try so to avoid it. I, I, this, I, this is so now. I think I'm starting to kind of get on board with kind of what you're saying about you know how it really is a good idea to have some of this representation. Um, in shows and movies and stuff. I, I have a friend. Um, I would like to consider him a friend. Um, he and I are kind of in a weird place right now. But he is... Um, okay, so we are trained with our eyes to see one of two things. Mm-hmm. Male or female. Right. Correct? It's very binary. We're trained. Yeah. This is how we're trained. Society has been trained for thousands of years. This is this is just what our we're taught with our eyes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And this person considers himself trans, but is a, you know, poor starving artist like the rest of us in Olympia and isn't able to go through with the procedure. Okay. And so the, the trouble that he has is he doesn't feel like he's represented a lot because a lot of times when there's a trans person, like, they are somehow able to go through with things or they're able to have something happen with themselves that allow them to be represented in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. This person is not able to do so. Yeah. And so this person struggles every single day with what people see. Not even acceptance, but with what people see and, then and what, what people they see feel, and what, what, he, they, what they feel. What he... What he you know is right yeah and it's a struggle every single day and there i there's no representation for that not a lot there's not a lot not a lot uh, where there's actually mid struggle yeah. sabrina, sabrina is the beginning of that because the character sabrina okay the character we're talking about i cannot for the life of me remember their name i can google it it changes so it's hard right what's the character's name they i don't know they start off as the perceived female they're non-binary She's androgynous. Or they are androgynous. And eventually, as I recall, they pick a male name. She does change her name. Um, they change their name. And that's, that's, that's hard. hard. That's hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, believe me, even we have trouble with yeah. that. Even trans people oh, have trouble Oh, thank with you. Problems. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the secret, by the way, if you make a mistake, don't apologize effusively. Don't go trip over yourself trying to apologize. Just say, okay, I'm sorry, and do better next time. And that's really what the thing is, is that because we have been trained in such a way, just naturally, to kind of retrain ourselves Mm -hmm. takes a little bit more Mm -hmm. than you coming to me, you know, I may never see you again, and then I'm supposed to, next time I do see you, five years from now, remember what your your, your Mm -hmm. pronouns are. Like, 
that's a hard thing for somebody when you're trained in such a way. Exactly. And yeah. it's not that we don't want to learn or that we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not inherent. And most trans people are totally understanding of that. It's just that a lot of times people will, when they make misgender a mistake, on purpose, they'll either do that or, or if, they they, don't care if they do it by mistake, they will trip over themselves apologizing right. and it makes a bigger deal. I do it. that. Yeah. It's, it makes a I do that because I feel so bad to. because I don't want to insult you. I don't want to make you feel like I don't care about who you are. We can tell when you're doing it on purpose and when you're making a mistake. <laughs> Believe me, we can tell. The, yeah. char- the actress's actor, actress's name is uh, Lachlan Watson. Uh, the character's name is... Now, is it a female to male? Yeah. Trans? Mm-hmm. Okay. See? Starts uh, off not as... it, please. Uh, I'm not sure what her pronouns are, but uh, Susie Putnam to Theo Putnam. Oh, I see. The yeah. character. I believe, oh, the, I believe the actor is actually non-binary, so it would be probably be they. 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 That's, they the is, that's the hardest one doubt, for me to grab that onto. That is the hardest one, I feel like. I, I know quite but a few people I, yeah, who but I never want to be. I know quite a few people who purposely misgender, and that pisses me so mm-hmm. off. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, So, you know, for this friend of mine, like, I, I think about him and it's literally taking me years to get this because <laughs> um, I don't see him very often but um, I'm always thinking about that and I think about how we're trained to see in that you know binary. In, in that in that way and so then when someone comes says no this is who I am we have to fight them with our own brains mm-hmm. and say okay i know what i see but that's that's not that's not it i have to i have to say other things right. and that's where all of the confusion and the complication kind of renders from <clears throat> and there's not a lot of representation for somebody like him that i that i see and so for me well, i think i, I think would like to see that that's I would just like to beginning see that. and and i think uh, like you say with Sabrina, they're making strides to to make that it's a thing. It's not perfect, and... but they're they're definitely making strides. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an area I would like to see because we do see people who successfully transition. We do see people Absolutely. who are purposefully on one side of the road or the other. We we that that in between phase, which is where my friend is, is is representation for that. I think is the next phase of importance. Now that I'm thinking about it, because. And right, when it, he struggles and it, so hard. It all leads down the road to, uh, we start with uh, representation, mm-hmm. which I think leads to normalization. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. W- once everything is normalized, should be told absolutely. And once everything is normalized, then maybe we stop seeing it in this right. gender binary, right? And we start seeing it more as they're just a person. Yeah, and it's also it's a long haul. It yeah, is. I mean, really we is. Build, it's a heavy road. We trans people. We're, we've always gotten kind of the short end of the stick yeah. in the, yeah. the LGBTQ community. Oh, absolutely. And we're getting it's getting a lot better now, yeah. believe me. The past five, ten years yeah. are so much better than the previous Good. 20, 30 years. Yeah. Most of us realize that it, we're in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. The people who come after us will have it better than we do. And mm-hmm. that's... And on and on. On and on. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. We build off the, the gay rights movement and that's why it's occasionally sometimes really painful when the you know the gay community throws us under the bus mm-hmm. yeah just... which is insane to me because it's not like you're not one of them exactly you are it just in a in a different way like mm-hmm. i mean there's all those letters in that word right <laughs> so i, I mean well, i cover two of them I'm a <laughs> right <laughs> um so i i have a i have a question and this is a, 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 just a teeny tiny bit of a sidestep um 
How do you feel, and I'm asking this to you specifically, you're, you white men, you don't get to chime in on this. Um, <laughs> um, how do you feel about um, children and when they're attempting to make it that children are... Do you know what I mean? I like, all you're... of that. Because for me, here's here's my thing. Like, as open as I am, I also know scientifically that there are reasons why we have laws. Why mm-hmm. 18 is the year that you can have, you know, consent for things or be considered sort of an adult. And 21 is when you're actually an adult. Like, there's reasons why there are laws that mm-hmm. allow us to do what we can do at certain ages. Because scientifically and legally... You can't make decisions before that. So what is this thing with children and choosing their, because, because how does it, because children are so impressionable. How, are, how is it, how do we know that they actually feel this way versus they're jumping on this cool bandwagon because everybody's when, doing when, it. When are they not confused and when do you know? So. Like who knows, yeah. That is a dangerous thing, topic. Well, it's hard, it's hard for us. The thing that people, a lot of people don't realize is that there's, especially these days where, where trans people are being more accepted, there is no, there's no downside, there's no penalty for allowing a child to express their gender however they feel. Oh, sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. The, the fear-mongering thing is, that, oh, people are forcing kids to get sex changes at six. Well, no, they're That's not. That's bullshit. They're not. They're letting them socially transition, which means, oh, wow, they let the kid grow their hair out. Maybe Timmy the, wears a dress wear, to school. The, they know. let the kid Well, yeah, no, that all want. is great. Kids are They should not, express themselves how they want to. Absolutely. Kids are not getting hormone therapy. Kids are not getting surgery. Yeah, well, like Rachel, like you said, you knew when you were 13, mm-hmm. and if you were given the opportunity, you would have been... You were confused at 13? If you had given the opportunity to try it on, I think... If I had been given the opportunity to try it on, I would have known. It would have clicked. And if I could have transitioned, started transitioning before puberty, the the one thing that that med that does get given to kids these days are hormone blockers. They have no side effects other than basically delaying puberty. So what they do is they stop you from experiencing puberty as the wrong gender if that's what your gender is. If you decide that no, if I had decided no, I'm really a boy after all. If I'd been on hormone blockers, I'd have just stopped them. Okay. And I'd have had a normal boy puberty. So you think that that it's but if I'd been on hormone blockers, I think it's fine. Okay. If I'd been on hormone blockers that age, I could have actual hips. Right. Because the pelvis doesn't fuse until right. you're about 25. Mm-hmm. And if you start if you start hormone therapy before 25, you actually get the the you know proper puberty age hip widening. This is yeah. for male to female, of course. Sure. And so for you, like, absolutely, if you would have had more, mm-hmm. even just seeing more um, representation in some way, that maybe would have helped you and that maybe would have brought you along a little bit sooner. Also, if the technology advanced. Oh, so well, of they course. Were, absolutely. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of glad I didn't transition that early. Okay. Because the surgeries are so much better now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, and the, you would have been a guinea pig back then. <laughs> the hormones are so much better now. Um, for example, I have not had top surgery. And for those of you at home, I'm a D cup. <laughs> Yo, the breasts are real and they look good. Jesus Christ. And I've had bottom surgery, but 
that was what would have been so well much done on that. I mean, then. hello. Yeah. I honestly have had the easiest transition of literally anybody I've ever heard of. It's it, and you've it's you're beautiful. So there's that. The I mean, getting. I remember growing up. There's always like you. There is the bifurcation. You're either a girl or boy. You either have pink right. clothes. Thank you. Or blue clothes. Yep. Or even happy Brian, meal toys. You want the boy toy or the girl toy. Exactly. The boy yep, toy. Exactly. Such horseshit. And when the boy wants to play with the Barbies, there's a red flag. Holy nope. shit. Or even I'm with my daughter. Yellow. We take my daughter through the McDonald's and she wants the fucking uh, superhero toy versus the My Little Pony right. toy. Who doesn't it's want like, the superhero toy? Right? right. Hello, so, I do. So I feel if you release those constraints... You're still gonna figure out who you are. You can like you're still gonna end up like I played with my sister's crap quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she played up, with yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still grew up into our own, you know, separate roles mm-hmm. without you know society. I mean, society definitely guided us, but I grew up here in the Northwest where it's much more accepted. Like it's always been the right thing. I've, I've always been, I am the good guy on the right side of history. <laughs> you know, I've always felt like it's just a natural thing. Feels good, you know, don't it? Right, so it's just, it's growing up young and seeing all these kids struggle, it's like you want them to be on the right foot and to like, I don't think like anybody's like forcing their kids to be like, oh, put on a dress because you're playing with Barbies. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, if you want to wear a dress, my guy, maybe you should be wearing a dress. Mm -hmm. Feel free to try it on. Yeah, and that's that's been a difficult thing for me as a parent because uh, I always, like I said, I grew up in that right-wing conservative... um, background Mm -hmm. and so having kids for me now definitely i feel like i'm on the right side of history i'm trying to be on the right side of history i'm open and accepting to everybody you know whatever your gender whatever your color whatever your ethnic background whatever your religious background i try to be cool with everything because i don't know where my kids are going to go with this shit Mm -hmm. i mean i know which direction i go i'm a liberal atheist asshole most of the time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> give you a cookie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was a euphemism for something. I wasn't sure what the hell you were going on. That's the Kevin. Uh, but, uh, no. But at the same time, I want my kids to have everything available to them. If my son comes home one day and decides he says he wants to wear a dress or he wants to start transitioning, Let's I'll talk happen. with him. I'll make sure that's exactly what he wants to do. Find out his reasoning from it, and I will support him wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If my daughter. And this is the hardest thing. My daughter's been wanting to cut her hair lately, but it's always been very flighty. Like, I want to cut it. I don't want to cut it. I want to cut it. I don't want to cut it. And then she's like, my wife is telling me you've been too too hard on her about not cutting her hair. And it's like, but at the same time, if it's something that she truly feels deep down she wants to do, I'm going to support them. I'm going to support my kids in whatever decision they want to make because I know I wouldn't have gotten that support. If you come right down to it, Growing it's up. hair. It grows back. Hair grows back. Mm-hmm. You could take change clothes. I mean, short of horn replacement therapy and, 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 and surgery. And parts of that are reversible. You know? Well, right. <clears throat> but at the same time, I don't want to limit my children. And that's something I never would have thought about growing up mm-hmm. because, you know, up until I was about my late 20s, I didn't even think I wanted to have kids. But that turns out that was just who I was married to at the time. And oh, my. I didn't want to have kids with her. So, <laughs> so you know, what I learned in my family, so my oldest uncle, um, he's kind of the matriarch of our family. It's, it's how my family runs. There's a matriarch. There's a <laughs> line of order and blah, blah, blah. Um, Germans. Um, and so, um, but he, for the longest time, he's a devout Christian. 
And for the longest time, so half of my family is gay. My sister was a lesbian for years. My, I, my, the twins, my aunt and uncle, both gay in their own right. Um, and when they came out, it took them a long ass time to come out because my grandma didn't even understand what gay was. Like, she had to be sat down and explained. She's more 86 po- years old. More she points to, to representation because that explains who it is and what She it had is. to be sat down and talked mm-hmm. to about what it meant for one dude to poke another. So, like... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, yeah, she did. She like, had to have... Yankee Doodle Dandy Grandma? She had to... <laughs> she's got a feather she, in his hat. Right. <laughs> Call it macaroni. Jesus. <laughs> fuck. You, yeah, no. When you're so, almost 90 years old, the world so, was so different. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, <laughs> my uncle, when he discovered this, aren't you glad you had us? Um, so my uncle, when he discovered all of this was like, oh, this is against the Bible. All y'all are crazy. This Mm -hmm. is insane. I love you. You're my siblings, but you can't bring any significant others to my house ever. And so for years, anybody who my aunt was seeing, my uncle was seeing anybody like that was not allowed at family functions if they were at my uncle's house Mm -hmm. because he was not having it. And only recently, literally in the last handful of years, um, has he allowed for it to be open. Now, we have a family friend who lives on the property now. Um, Randy and her and her wife, Chris. Um, and Randy is kind of a, a very unique in-between situation. And um, love, love her to death. She brings me fish, so I love her. So <laughs> she she goes she goes fishing and brings me lake trout, so it's fine. I'm um, fishing with you. <laughs> so but anyway, it's only been the last handful of years. Like Randy wasn't even allowed at any family functions, and she lived on the she lives on our property. So what uh what changed it? What? I don't know what changed it for him. I think that he f- realized that this just wasn't going away, and that. Mm-hmm the world was evolving into more of an acceptance and he needed to like get on board or get out the way. Exactly. And so he finally got on board and he allows, he doesn't accept it. He doesn't believe in it. He doesn't think it's right, but he does allow for all of these things to happen now in his home. And my aunt, he's not as cool as my aunt. My aunt is super chill where she's like, yo, whatever. It's fine. Come on, everybody, you know, but my, his wife, but my uncle is just, you know, he, he allows it because, I, I believe, because he feels like these are the times and he just has to be more accepting. He's I, forcing I, to be and, more and I think a lot of that comes from, again, not to tie it all back into the conversation, but that's what the fuck we're here for. After school special. It, Word. <laughs> Word. It comes back to representation. It does. Because we're seeing in media, we're seeing in culture, we're seeing... You know, being gay isn't... You're not the fucking devil. Right. You know? Who I mean, you listen, love isn't as important as that you love. You know what I mean? One of my best friends is is a gay, and I love him so hard. Like, gays. he's he's my... He is my... He's he's an actor like me. <laughs> the way and, you said and it. He's a gay. I, I, that's what I call him. He's my gay. He's my boo. That's what I call him. That's the one I always see you in pictures with? All yes. The time? Okay. That's Austin. He yes. seems cool as shit. I, I love him so hard. He's an actor... And we, he's my musical companion. He's my musical soulmate. We do all, we do music together. We do stuff like, oh God, I just, I believe, listen folks, Jesus. I believe that every single person needs to have somebody from the LGBTYXZ <laughs> community. I don't know. It keeps growing. So we got to add extra letters so that they have extra things to talk about. I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, I believe <laughs> that everybody needs to have one in their pocket because they are the best, the very freaking best. Uh, there, the that was my the pocket. That was like the, the frame. Person you can throw you gotta, you gotta pull out your and pocket. And we're everywhere. Game. We're we're places you. That's right. Yeah. We're we're, we're yeah. selling your cars. We're coding your yes. game. You're brewing our fucking <laughs> beer. We're brewing the damn beer. beer. I don't have a goddamn beer. right. I drink it all. Brewing the damn beer. That's we're good. everywhere. I I believe they. Oh gosh, these people like, and it's not to separate them because they they belong with us. But they enrich our lives in such crazy ass ways. Like I've learned so much. From my personal party gay. And <laughs> so <laughs> I've learned so much. And I, I love. You get so much hate mail from I love episode. this community so hard. No, I love this community so hard because of it. Austin, don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and, and, and again, I think it all stems back to the fact that we're now seeing more positive examples mm-hmm. of gay and lesbians. More positive examples of strong female characters. More positive examples of trans characters. More positive examples of different yes. racial and ethnic yes. stereotypical characters yeah. on I TV. It. It's giving us that conversation. Yeah. It's giving us that broadened understanding yeah. that maybe we didn't have 10, 15 years ago. That's right. Um, it's allowing us to accept it more and more and be more receptive to the widening world and the more things that we don't know, you know? Yeah. It is like an after-school special. Remember those ones? The more oh you my know. God, they were the, the rainbow worst. in the sky. Oh, my you know? gosh. But you know what? But there's a core truth there. The best. Yes. The, the more people know, the more education you can it's get. It's true. People, the more exposure it's you true. People, this, the better things get. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. true. And you know what? And, like, someone like me who, you know, even though I was raised in a very free place, I was, a, I was never, I'd never encountered racism in my life. Until I moved to the freaking states in my twenties, yeah, you know, I never like experienced any of the stuff that I have to even think about now when I was in Europe because it inherently is just a free place and just do what you like there, as long as you're not, you know, breaking the law, like whatever. But I feel like I feel like on the no, I like legitimately like they're not. But the downside to that is is that nobody really talked about anything. The, there were the subjects were not discussed. The issues were not discussed. The problems were not discussed. They just were like, just don't break the law. It's fine. You know? And I I wish I had learned so much more then because there were people. There were gay people. There were trans people. There were all sorts of people. We just didn't know because nobody talked about it. Because it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the push these days is to kind of make it so it's not that big a deal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know for me... I don't want to live in a world that is so separated by hate. And, and, and can we please not? Can we please not? Maybe some of us can't live in a world. Well, right. Some of them can't because literally the world literally. will reject literally, it. Yeah. Literally. And, and Lots of people take their lives over. There have been, you know, over 30 trans women, mostly trans women of color, murdered in the States. This yeah. Year. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. abhorrent. That's just in the States. That's abhorrent. Yep. yep. And, and, and I think that's why we need to keep having these conversations. We need to bring these characters to the forefront and show people that, you know, you're a little 14-year-old boy, but you don't feel like you're a 14-year-old boy. You feel like you're a 14-year-old girl. That's okay. We accept you. That's right. Be who you need to be to be happy. It does get better. It will get better. It has been getting better. Yep. You may not be able to see through the hate fucking fog coming through the internet these days, but it is getting better. And I think it's going to continue to get better. Yeah. And I think Word. representation in pop Word. culture, representation <laughs> in media, is 
pivotal to continue that uh, progression and that growth into That's making right. it more of a safe place for everyone to be who they want to be. Yep. And on that note, we're going to kind of tie this up and wrap it up. And uh, again, I just want to thank you all for coming along with us for this conversation. Amanda, I want to thank you for coming. Anytime. I hope to have you back on. Rachel, same with you. I'm, I'm really glad you could be here. Thomas? Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite ones so far. This has Yay. been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with this conversation. It, it definitely it gives me a lot of things to think about. And, and I hope it gives you a lot of things to think about. So... In addition to that, I just want to again thank you for for listening uh, to the Feel Your Fandom podcast. Uh, we again try to post an episode every Friday, uh, so just keep an eye out, facebook.com slash feelyourfandom. That's where we'll be posting the episodes. Or if you know me personally, you can hit me up. I'm always posting <laughs> it on my Facebook. I'm a shameless self-promoter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anchor.fm <laughs> forward slash feelyourfandom. And... Uh, Again, from the bottom of my heart, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. And uh, just remember what I always try to remind you, that uh, everything is fandom. And fandom is everything. Mwah!